0: That's a little inside radio for you right there. That's called what Sean does as the sound check. And I believe that I just blew out the microphone.
1: You sure did. All right, but we're keeping that, aren't
0: we? Uh Uh-huh. That's the start of the show. Welcome to How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osa Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack, for along with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is episode two of the month of June, the year 2018. Across the way, Mr. Sean Ryan, yo. There he is. There I am. Here I am. Uh, okay. Well, I'm that, I'm good. Now that our GPSs are working. Yep. All right.
1: Except I'm in airplane mode, oh, so a, I, air, I don't know where I am no, right well, now.
0: I'll tell you where you're not. Underground. You thought I was gonna say in an airplane,
1: but that, I see threw you, you through yes, yeah, see what you did there? I did
0: see what I, I did, did there, there. <laughs> but it wasn't that. Interesting. Yeah, a little moon and yeah. night for you right there. Uh huh. Yeah. I did know something I didn't, but it wasn't that. Why are we trying to cash a bill, er? There's like three people who know what we're talking about with any Aquatine reference yep. right there. Hey, um, as long as we
1: understand, yeah, it.
0: that's what's we we maintain ourselves as being entertained. That was a lot of weird ways to get to the end of that sentence, right there. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, hey, get in touch with the show. Uh, you can email us at um, podcast at facebook.com slash or Twitter the handle is at sip with the hashtag how you play the game and uh, we'd love to hear from you and uh, get your thoughts on what's going on in the show we encourage you to contribute uh, and uh, and be a part of it because that's what we're we're here to do is to uh, keep the conversation going with you the listener so absolutely should we should we shame those people who don't Contribute? I think I would go
1: against everything we stand for.
0: Okay. So instead, we'll just say that if you don't contribute... You'll do be ca- left out of the loop. What do we call those people? Al-Qaeda? What? No. Like, <laughs> those are people who don't use ketchup. I get those two confused all the time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a Jim Gaffigan <laughs> joke if I've ever heard one. All right. I so <laughs> haven't heard that one. You haven't? No. Oh, I think that was on uh, like maybe like King Baby. Oh, okay. That, yeah. I got to refamiliarize myself with them. Speaking of Jim Gaffigan. Okay. This is actually a good jumping off point because I saw this this past weekend and it kind of leads us into a nice little uh touch of something I wasn't planning on discussing, but since I thought of it, might we, as well. We might as well. Sure. So Jim Gaffigan uh, is a contributor to CBS Sunday Morning. Which okay. you know, as you might have deduced is a program on CBS that airs on Sunday morning. Right. Right. So so he did a piece, uh, kind of Andy Rooney-like, uh, about horse racing. Oh, no. And it was, <laughs> it, I mean, it was hilarious, but, you know, in the form of a, of a comedian, there was a lot of theater of the obvious that was pointed out. and really makes you take a step back and go, why are we still doing this? You know, it was a lot of... Uh, it's like one of those like real trailers sort of things. Maybe. Yeah, I guess you could call it like that. It's almost like saying, you know, uh, hey, do we do we realize that we are still betting on uh, which person can whip the horse the best? <laughs> you know, like like it's it's pretty ridiculous. You yeah. Know? So and, and to kind of go along with it, I don't know if you've ever heard Jerry Seinfeld's bit on horse racing where it's. What do you think the horse is thinking? Oh. You know, when he gets back to the to the to the finish line, he's like, "They're probably like, wait, we just started here. What we went, we took the longest possible route to get to where we were going. Why did we just stay here? We would have been 1st They're probably thinking, "Oat bag, I get my oat bag now." Oat. Bag time for me. And uh, then they, he also says something along the lines of, do you think, you know, you, the, th- the horses are not aware that if they happen to trip and break their ankle, that we're going to blow their brains out. <laughs> oh, God. If they knew that, you'd see some mighty careful stepping around those turns. The horses would be like, easy, fella, easy. You win all place. Whatever it takes. It's all the same oat bag. The important thing is your health. Anyway, so... Oh, you remember that whole thing. Well, I, you know, have some OCD. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, uh, but so Gaffigan's going on this whole bit. It's very, very comedic, very funny. And the horse racing world is up in arms over what he said. So oh, you don't get it. you're not part of it. You, it's there's a, a joke. A, there's a tradition behind it. you know and I'm just like, are you kidding me? These, this is this, here let's talk about it this way. In itself, we have if you can't take a step outside of what you're doing and examine what you're doing, there's something not right about that. You know, we all have to kind of take a step back when we in our lives. And that kind of goes to sportsman, sportsmanship in general. When we get right. so involved with something that we take it so seriously. We have to take a step back and go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, what am I doing here?" Mm. You know? If you're if you're yelling at your son's little league game, maybe it's time for you to take a step back and say, "Is this is this really how it's meant to be?" Right. But anyway, the point being that you know, Jim was trying to make a point that we need to take a step back and, and look at it. And just people refuse to do that. I mean, I don't know if it was like a like a hoity-toity thing of, you know, the world of horse racing is in a league above everything else and that's why you, you just don't get it. Well, I mean, then philosophically, like many things in sports, we have to ask the question, okay, what is it that we don't get? Is it a prestige or something? Because prestige is not infallible you know so just an interesting point something to, to think about and look at you know a lot of people are like oh i never thought he was funny in the first place all the, the hot pocket stuff was old I'm like, well, you know what <laughs> and clearly you've never had a hot pocket and never experienced the the teenage years yeah or you know if you or you know when your
1: parents were out and you well, had nothing else to eat right you know you know
0: Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we take a Pop-Tart and fill it with disgusting meat? We can cook it in a sleeve. You can dunk the sleeve in the toilet. The toilet sleeve.
1: You ever is try that co- part of g- I g- think that's part
0: of his, g- his, okay. g- his, his gig, yeah. Okay. You ever try cooking the Hot Pocket without the sleeve? I have. Yeah, I did that once. My microwave exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Explosion pocket. Yeah.
1: You yeah, gotta be careful.
0: There is the vegetarian Hot Pocket out there for those of us that don't want to eat meat. Really? But still would like diarrhea. Great! Diarrhea pocket. <laughs> That's actually how uh, Pope John Paul II died. Really? He had a hot pocket. Is
1: Poop that a- pocket?
0: Oh <laughs> ah, I see. I'm just I'm just I'm just grabbing anything from Catholic. Okay. So Anywho <laughs> um, Oh, some other things I wanted to briefly mention. You had mentioned to me about the unfortunate incident with the Paramus bus crash. Yeah. You know, and whatnot. And you actually knew the lady, the the teacher who who died from that. You know, I saw... You know, first of all, our thoughts and prayers go out to, to everyone affected by that. But in an active sportsmanship, actually, I found out that the Amateur Baseball Association, which is the adult league that I play in, they're doing this big... Fundraiser for it and whatnot. Oh, really? And yeah, That's like nice. Yeah. So, I mean, because because it's mostly in a, a North Jersey league that just kind of comes down south a little bit, um, and uh, they've been you know they've been going hard at just trying to make this fundraiser work, and you know, and so so a big kudos to them and for Great. everyone who has you know, come together as part of the community to, to realize what's important and whatnot. And, mm. um, kind of the same thing goes on, went on in with the unfortunate shooting in Texas a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, at, uh,
1: what was it? Santa Fe High School? I
0: think, yeah. And, and, was in, it? Yeah. In Texas, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, I remember seeing on the news that they had a state baseball game that, um, you know they 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 went ahead with because they say this is what you know what they would want us to do blah 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 blah, and uh, it was really a moving scene to see everyone involved with it. Hmm. You know, play play their best and 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 put in perspective what life is about. You know, the Santa Fe team ended up losing, but after the game there were still you know you know hugs and whatnot from opponents and everyone just really taking a step back and saying you know. It's more about it. It goes beyond the game, which is right. which is kind of a an underscore of a mission that we that we we embrace, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, a, a major a major major shout out to to all of these people who, um, you know, who have gone through tragedy. I mean, tragedy's everywhere right now. How about Anthony Bourdain this morning? Yep. And you know, just a that every- was that was that that affected me. Uh,
1: in a, not a personal way, but in a, in a, almost like a nostalgic way. Because yeah. I used to watch Kitchen Confidential and yeah. No Reservations. And, and, um, he kind of was a, he would, uh, not only was he a master chef, but he was an author, traveler, uh-huh. and a true explorer yeah. in the fact that not only did he explore foods from other countries, he explored, uh, new peoples, new cultures, and made that accessible mm-hmm. for those of us who either can't afford to go on trips or, you know, are, are incapable of traveling uh, in some degree or what it, you know, in some capacity. You
0: know, in a way that that in itself can be really construed as a form of sportsmanship is to say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to provide to, I mean, this is kind of a grotesque way of looking at it, but the less fortunate, right. in a way and saying, you know, I'm, you know, I'm trying to allow other people to have this experience right. through me. He believed you know? that too. He, yeah,
1: he, I mean he believed in I mean, and if you think about it too, like in in not only with food shows, but I mean in there is some sort of altruism in those types of shows, yeah. whether they're travel shows or you know, besides the fact that you know these these people who have a lot of money are making us look really poor, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but they're but but on top of that, they're exposing us to things that maybe we would not be able to be exposed to uh, by any other means. Almost
0: so, like um, like Top Gear comes to mind a little mm-hmm. bit. Not that I've wa- watched the show, but I'm familiar with it. You know, you you know, you look at some of these shows where you know you, you get this this look at. You know, some of these luxury cars that you otherwise wouldn't, you know, get a chance, you know. And again, like a lot of different things, it's about perspective. It's about the true meaning behind it because it's very easy to play devil's advocate and to say they're just showing off. They're Mm -hmm. just rubbing their money in our face, they're, you know, and whatnot. And we don't know these people personally. There's there's always a possibility that that's the case, but Mm -hmm. you could make the argument that. Some of these people are doing this for the 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 true love of it to to share that experience with people who otherwise would not get that opportunity. Yeah, you know. So so we and he
1: really loved what he and he really loved what he did. And that's when you really
0: know that you're not working a day in your life, right? You know, oh man, you you know that you got to go to work and do that.
1: You have so a different office every yeah, day. Yeah, that's you know? that's
0: a, that's a sweet gig. So yeah. so so we we're 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 thinking for all of you who have you know who are who are hurting for any of these reasons mm-hmm. as we as we record this episode. Uh, two quick things I want to get to, and uh, the last one I think we'll actually end up spending a little bit more time on and make the sure. bulk of the episode. Um, you know, an episode of of, of good sportsmanship uh, came from the Women's College World Series. Um, the, uh, the Oregon Ducks were on their way to uh, their matchup against Arizona State, but the tires on their bus went flat. On Oregon? On... on the Oregon bus. Okay. Yeah. Thankfully, the Florida State softball team was there to save the day. Wow. Okay? The Florida State Seminoles let the Oregon Ducks take their bus Wow. Because their game wasn't until later that night. So, and and Oregon had to get there to play sooner. So Florida State said, "Take the bus. We'll get it. We'll wait for the next one so you can get there." And then on top of that, one of the Oregon players left her jersey on the, the the Florida state bus mm. so then the Florida state coach uh had to then rush to get that jersey back to the Oregon player it w- it was just a wow it was just a fantastic move to to take care of that huh. you know really putting the process ahead of the results because they could have easily just said oh ha, ha you you don't get to get to your game and warm up properly and have a fair chance and blah 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 and yeah. they said no no you we this is how other people would would act this is a a good thing to do yeah so 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 a a kudos to the florida state seminoles women's softball team for realizing what's really important wonderful so now the final story of the day that I'd like to talk about, and actually, as I'm talking about it, I'm going to get some of it uh, up here on my iPad from Twitter because sure. this is.
1: Ooh.
0: You remember when we talked about the um, the Augie Gorrito incident where I just read all of the negative stuff.
1: That was a that was epic.
0: That was that was a that was a monumental. It
1: needed to be done.
0: Yes. Well. We, we're close to something else here. Okay. I'm going to type this Something
1: in. else that's similar?
0: Yes. Let me type this in here. There we go. Okay. Thank God we have the technology. All right. Okay. Game three of the NBA Finals. NBA officials actually have their own Twitter account. Now, in fairness, this is a good thing that they have because they're trying to remain transparent. They're trying to start the dialogue. They're they're trying to extend the olive branch, okay? The public didn't go for it. The NBA officials' Twitter account used a hashtag called hashtag ref watch party. Okay, so the like idea being... Ref
1: watch party or ref watch,
0: watch party. party? Like we're going to watch the game together. Okay. Okay? So, so anyone who's watching the game can tweet with this hashtag and if the question is legitimate, they will try and answer it. And they're going to try and keep the dialogue open so that the fans understand what they're looking for. Now.
1: That's a... I mean, on paper, that sounds... In a
0: a vacuum. Sounds great. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) However...
1: Oh, no. (laughs) ah, I'm just... I'm just... I have an idea of what's coming. Well,
0: here's the thing, okay? When you read some of these stories that are commenting on it. The journalists are already tainted by it. I'm reading one from Jimmy Trainer from Sports Illustrated right here. And he goes, Ref watch party during Cavaliers Warriors should be a complete debacle. For some self-hating reason, the official NBA ref's Twitter account has decided it will live tweet game three of the NBA finals between the Warriors and Cavs on Wednesday. Considering how bad the officials have been in this series, you'd think they just want to lay low. Maybe they're intentionally trying to make fans angry because they enjoy reading the funny replies because their reaction already to the hashtag ref watch Party has been quick and vicious. Sadly, if the Warriors are on their game, reading the replies to hashtag ref watch Party could be more entertaining than Game 3. So right off the bat, you're, the, the, the journalists are, are not getting it. Which is a shame because I like listening to some of the stuff that Jimmy Trainus does on, on like his SI podcast. But that's just, to me, that's just ignorant. Um, I'm looking at Twitter right now. 36 minutes ago, uh, a Twitter account from Shane Mayer. Uh, handle is at Mayer Shane. I see what he did there. Says, at officials NBA refs. How bad will Draymond Green verbally abuse your officials tonight I love watching how you guys get shown up nightly when calling warriors and are absolutely powerless to do anything other than some meaningless double text um I just I just don't I just don't I don't know what I can say I'm trying to I'm trying to go through... Okay, here's one from Ezekiel Luter, tweeting at all these people for uh, refs, uh, at official NBA refs, and at all the other. For tomorrow's game, make sure the referees look at the rule book because they were so bad, so many bad calls during games one, two, and three. Please fix your referees for game four. Um,
1: I love how these people think that. A call is going to determine the whole game.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You
1: know, I mean, you're not. They're not looking at the big picture. Right.
0: Uh, let me see here. Let me. I'm going to bring up the official. Uh, here is it, okay. Okay.
1: Now was Game Three the first one they were going to live yes. tweet? Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Here's here's a tweet from. Uh, an account that's called Herb Kirk Street which is clearly a play on Kirk Herb Street from ESPN. Okay. He says, an hour later and despite a bunch of people asking you, you've yet to say why Draymond Green can do whatever he wants after his first technical. Even the announcers are calling your guys out. Explain or stop talking about transparency. To which the the Twitter account finally responded with, from the NBA referees, the response occurred as the player walked aggressively AWAY, and AWAY is in all caps, from the official towards his own bench. The TV viewer can see every word because the camera is following him. The officials let players have a heat-of-the-moment reaction without searching for something to penalize. Pretty legitimate, okay? Mm -hmm. Um... Let me see here. Okay, so here's some responses to that tweet that, that, that they gave out. Okay, uh, This is from Kyle, whose uh, ha- handle is at KindaCoolKai. He says, That's a joke of a justification. The announcers make a great point. The serial complainers, which hurts the product, can get away with much more than one that doesn't regularly complain. It's terrible and probably something younger kids shouldn't witness their, quote, role models doing. You could make the argument that a player that regularly acts like this shouldn't be playing in the NBA at all. It's an embarrassment to your league and is negatively impacting the youth that it is watching. Now that's got a little bit of some 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 weight behind it because I understand what he's saying, but at the same time, how is that
1: supposed to be an argument, though? Right.
0: At, at, first of all, not only that, <clears throat> it's 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 kind of it's almost just like name calling. Right. Just like oh, I don't believe that. Yeah, your, your justification is a joke. Now, explain why it's a joke. I'm right. you, you clearly have good intention behind it. Right. Okay? But you can't just, like, come out and say, oh, that's wrong. Tell me why it's wrong. Yeah. Beyond just this role model stuff. Because I agree, you don't want kids seeing some of this stuff. That's, right. that's a completely justified reason to, to talk about this. Okay? But uh, by the same token, you're not just having an argument with some random fan, this is a point made by the NBA officials, you know? So, I mean, there's a, there's a bigger problem at stake, you know? Um, let me see here. I'm just kind
1: of, I just love how, like, it, the, the focus of all this should be on the two teams not on the officials right you know it, it, it shouldn't be about it shouldn't be it shouldn't be it shouldn't be about the 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 arbiters and all this Right. it should be about the players and the game exactly you know i i don't I don't. I don't understand. I don't Here, get it.
0: Here's one from Calvin Blair in response to this. His handle is at ccblair6. He says, "You bozos established a double standard with certain players throughout the season, especially with Draymond, and now you know you're stuck maintaining the double standard because anything else would be inconsistent, which is both laugh out loud ironic and depressingly pathetic." Not not quite sure that that's. Uh, I don't know, man. I just.
1: Well, you, you're you know, a lot of these fans are looking at the world through rose-colored glasses. Yeah. You know, they see their team. If they want their team to win, any call that an official makes against that team for that something their team did is immediately wrong. Right. Right. It it doesn't matter what. I mean. I think we talked about this last time. With um who was it with the umpire and the percentage of bad calls right what, what player was, was, was
0: it todd frazier yeah yeah
1: who kept saying that oh the amount of calls the wrong calls it's getting worse you know this year and in, in particular and who did the um
0: the the close call sports the umpire yeah. fantasy league our good friend gil Imberg, right did the did the analysis right. and showed that he was wrong yeah that everything kind of worked out properly like it should. The yeah. umpires are not to blame.
1: Yeah. So I think this is sort of the same thing. You know, when you have a competition that has such high stakes Yeah. and you want your team to win, I mean, how many fans are complaining that a bad call is going towards the other team?
0: It's a good question.
1: You know, that, that I'd like to know. As
0: I, as I smile slightly. Right? Uh-huh.
1: They're not complaining about that. Right. They're not complaining about you know, Golden State Warriors. You know, the, the, they're well, who's the other team?
0: Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland Cavaliers
1: yeah. That's it. You know, Golden State Warriors fan is not going to complain that they about a bad call made towards the Cavaliers. Right. Right? Mhm. So, <laughs> it's just funny how that how that works out
0: here's a here here's a, another one okay so at one point during the game uh, Sean Paulson tweets at them can you explain why the illegal screen wasn't the call in this particular case to which the NBA refs uh, tweet back the screener must give the defender the time and distance to stop and change direction Speed of, speed of the play dictates the amount of space that he must receive on this play it's a very close call it could have gone either way okay to which now we're getting some responses to that such as Uh, Which means if there is confusion, it has to go the Warriors way. Okay. By definition, calls that could go either way go for Golden State. Um, NBA refs are a joke. Uh, Here's one. This is from Eric Marks. Uh, Who says this was a good idea in theory But it's clear you're not going to criticize your colleagues Or take on what we all really want to know Like why can Draymond Green Get away with his response When anyone else would get a technical Best intentions but time to stop unless you're serious about this Here's one that says uh, From Jeremiah Isley The color of the jersey also dictates the call Uh, Wes leaned in and pushed him With both forearms but is wearing white So dot 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 You know Um this one's from Andrew, whose handle is at AndrewNolan2. So we're just giving non-answers on this account. Like, like really? Okay. Mm. You know, like, do, do you people even have a clue? Um, let me see here. Uh, oh, okay, hold on a second. I think this is the one that I wanted to... These are these are the the inside.
1: Are the refs yeah. criticizing each other? I mean, on one hand, that would that could open up the transparency, but on the other way. hand, it might it might defran- the, disenfranchise the, NBA
0: the. Releases what they call the last two minute report after every game, okay? And basically, they go back and they review every call, mm-hmm. and although they don't change the calls. In that report, they at least the NBA will at least admit when officials make mistakes. So, the question becomes: Is that criticism? Is criticism, you know, the the definition of some you know someone from the league coming out and saying, "Yeah, we we blew that call." And I don't I don't necessarily think it is. I think criticism is more along the lines of maybe how you're making the call right, instead of what call uh, you, you know, make. If, if one NBA ref is tweeting oh, my colleague Joe Schmo completely blew that call. He's a terrible official. That's criticism. And you not know? even
1: constructive.
0: Exactly. Um, I can't even get to what I wanted on here because too much time has passed. But what I was going to go for was uh, the, uh, the, the Twitter account, their very first tweet about this live tweeting uh, was basically announcing it and then all of the responses were basically like joke responses. Um, yeah, here's one. Hey, we're gonna live tweet this game. One person says this won't go well. Um, one of the questions: Who do you have your money on for game three? To the to the officials, you know. Um, that's insulting. Yeah, one person posted uh, a gif or a jiff, if that's how you want to pronounce it of a guy just screaming at the camera going, you suck. Um, One person, oh, here's, okay, this is from Shane Philly, whose handle is at dubbuck30, who says, great, we can confirm live that you are screwing the Cavs. Awesome. Um, Let's see here. Some see, some of these these animations are funny, but they're ridiculous. Like there's one here of a of a Steve Carell from The Office putting on sunglasses and acting like he's blind. <laughs> you know. Um, oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, one person tweets: Should uh, this is Adam Bernhardt whose Twitter handle is at bernie0684 should probably focus on getting the calls right the first time instead of apologizing after the fact. Um. Alex Tomoff says, is this a joke? Um, Bob Duato, whose handle is at Epic Classic underscore, saying, what a surprise, NBA refs making everything about themselves. Hashtag humble, hashtag refs, hashtag look at me. Um... Ron Morrison, whose handle is at Ron underscore RBM 8269, says, This is a joke. Talk about lipstick on a pig. NBA officials make this entertainment, not competition. I have no respect for the officials or the NBA.
1: Actually, all of these guys that are complaining are making it entertainment. Exactly. In a way. Exactly. When this was originally supposed to be done for transparency and altruism, you know, not altruism, but transparency and communicate communic- communicative purposes communication purposes but now all these guys are, are are lambasting
0: needlessly right needlessly here's one from a guy called AC whose handle is at gpoo3 you guys honestly ruined my NBA experience with the horrific note calls in Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals. I'm honestly done with your group's in- incompetence and inability to hire people who aren't biased and corrupt. As long as Scott Fo- Foster wears a uniform, you can forget my support. All right? Then stop watching basketball. Exactly. How's that? Yeah. yeah. Stop watching. If you are so against all these officials, stop watching. And stop wasting your time saying all this stop. stuff. Yeah. Just don't watch anymore. Yeah. This one says, uh, "This person tweets out sponsored by Crystal Pepsi because that was a great idea too." <laughs> <laughs> huh. uh, do, do, do you feel like a Crystal Pepsi now? I remember when um, Sprite Remix came out. Did you ever see that? The, was bad. Do you ever see the um, the SNL skit? It was, I think it was a commercial for Crystal Light Gravy. Remember <laughs> remember Crystal Light, the the drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they came out with Crystal Light Gravy, which was basically like a clear gravy that they would put on everything, and then they would see people <laughs> eating it with this right. clear stuff on it. Oh. Yeah. That's... Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, now I got that in my head as I'm trying to go through all these tweets. Well, I was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> well, go back to the Crystal Pepsi. You'll be fine. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, okay, now here's one that 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 is terrible because there's no support coming from a colleague. This is from Deanna Koenig, whose handle is at DLD Peck. Okay, so I know I've only officiated high school basketball, but I have no idea anymore what is and isn't a foul in the NBA. Unfortunately, neither can the NBA officials. So you're throwing your own people... Under the bus, the people of your own fraternity. Okay. Linda M. Hunter, whose handle is at Linda Mort Hunter, says LeBron pushes and throws opponents and no call against him. This is not how I was taught to ref a game. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Elliot Grace, whose whose uh, handle is at Elliot underscore Grace, says, "Stop tweeting and focus on the game. You miss too many calls to be playing with your phones." Let's see here. I, I, they I should just, just yeah. shut Twitter down. They really should. I mean,
1: it, it social media is yeah. getting out
0: of hand. Here, all right. Here's the last one I'll read because this is we're just kind of like. Going in circles. This is from (laughs) Stephanie Castor, whose handle is at allboxerlove123. Who she says, "Just call a fair game. You screwed up and reversed a call before missed calls, and you shouldn't have. And you think you can handle Twitter? You have one job: just do that and call a fair game." I think I'd like to sum it up this way. I don't know if you, if anybody listening has ever watched a game of basketball which seems like a facetious statement the more that I think about it. yeah. The game of basketball moves very, very quickly. There are a lot of things to watch. There are 10 players on the floor. There are three officials. Each official is assigned one-third of the floor where the ball might be. You're watching for mostly things that are happening with people who are handling the ball. You try and keep your eye on the people who are just kind of setting up and, you know, running plays and whatnot. Most fouls occur with the ball. At the speed at which the game moves under these these the, the bright lights of the NBA finals, it's still a matter of human error where some calls might get made and some calls might not. It's a tough call, okay? It is the equivalent of calling balls and strikes. You have, just like how the batter has about a split second to determine if he wants to swing and then actually swing, the umpire has about the same amount of time to decide, was that pitch a ball or a strike? That's what the NBA refs have to go through. Did I just see a foul? Did I just see... A player come up with something that was that was illegal, and one after another. Yes, okay. Calling fouls is subject to interpretation, much like the strike zone. There's going to be errors. There's going to be things, some, some things missed. Okay. The more we focus on the bad job done the more that's all that's going to get highlighted. And we, we preach the same thing when it comes to players who are upset about calls that go against them, whether it be against them personally or against their team. You can't stop and look down at the spilled milk and complain, why did that happen? You got to move on from it. The best players move on. They might get frustrated for a second, but then they say, "Okay, there's nothing I can do about that now. I got to move on to whatever the next play is." There was a fantastic example of this a couple of weeks ago, when the Houston Astros were playing the New York Yankees. It's an extra inning game. Glaber Torres was up to bat, and the umpire, I believe, was Trip Gibson. Trip called a strike that was probably not a strike. Okay. probably outside the zone. Glaber turned it, looked at him, started barking a little bit, and almost immediately realized, no, don't do this. Stop barking. He just stopped. Mm. He said, I I shouldn't be doing this. And what does he do immediately after? In the same at-bat? Hits the game-winning hit. Game over, Yankees win. Now according to what we're getting on Twitter here from these people who are upset at NBA refs, you're basically endorsing the fact that yelling at the refs or or constantly complaining about the job that they're doing is what you're supposed to do in this situation. Rather than saying, okay, nothing I can do about this now. Let's move on. Basketball is a tough game to officiate. Yeah. Okay. You're 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 not <laughs> going to get everything right. But the game doesn't get played without the officials. So it would be it would be best if everybody just kind of took a deep breath here and kept the negativity to a minimum. Now there's yeah. cer- there's certain parts where I get it, okay? There are certain parts where I get it. There's There are parts where, you know, what's the difference between when a player should get a technical and when he shouldn't get a technical? Okay, I get it. Sometimes sometimes there's just... There, there are heat of the moment things that don't make sense. But rather than complain about it, let the frustration roll off your back, move on to the next game. That's all you can do. Look at it from the big picture. Yep. Okay. When the this is, the, I'll, I'll leave it with this. This is a kind of a spiritual way that we look at things. When the when the hiker or the mountain climber is ascending the mountain, when he trips and falls, he doesn't stop and examine the place where he tripped and cry about it. He gets back up. And he continues on his journey to the top. When the marathon runner is running the marathon and he trips, he doesn't stop to examine why he tripped and whether it was fair or not that he tripped. <laughs> he gets up and he says, I got to finish this marathon. It's, it's how life goes. Yeah, That's how life goes. You don't, you just can't stop. I mean, listen, are there times when we have to stop and say this is an injustice in life? Absolutely. Okay. There are plenty of times in our lives where injustices occur and we have to take a step back and say, "Okay, is this worth the fight?" Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is, yeah, th- this can't happen anymore because this is going to turn into a major problem. More often than not though, the answer is probably no, especially in sports. <laughs> yeah. You know? Now, now if if if, you know, if there's a real issue in life where you got to, you know, Take a stand against it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. But in sports, you probably don't need to do that. <laughs> no. I'm just. I mean, I'm just guessing here. So you guys that, need a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Go outside. Take a walk. You know. That'll help. Go see a movie. Yeah. Solo is still in the theaters, and it's not raking in the money that they thought it was. I want to see that again. You probably should. That was a good movie. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Although, was it as good as Home Alone 2? Oh, well,
1: now, now is this is apples and oranges Uh, here. These are the deep philosophical
0: questions that we have (laughs) to worry about. I was wondering when you were going to toss a Home Alone 2 reference. Listen, it is now my job to do this in every episode that i can remember to do this This is our 16th episode really and we haven't been canceled yet no by our own organization that we run
1: right and (laughs) and i think every episode you've mentioned home alone too not
0: every episode most episodes and i've been trying to be consistent as of late all right right. i'm gonna keep it tally why don't you go back and listen (laughs) to every single episode so that we can figure out the exact time stamp in each episode where a Home Alone 2 reference has been made. I
1: think we have to form a committee for this. (laughs) (laughs) As the chairperson of the Osip Foundation... As the
0: president and CEO, I endorse this. (laughs) (laughs)
1: At our next board meeting. All right, guys, we got to form a committee. we got to listen to all the How You Play the Game podcasts and look for Home Alone 2 references.
0: All right, go. And everybody has to take a couple, okay? Yeah. I don't care where you are on the board as an executive. First of all, you all should be listening anyway. You work for the group. That's true. Okay? If you're not listening, in the words of Ali G, shame on you. So... Let's just call out everyone now.
1: I know. I know. I listen to it.
0: I do, too. I'm listening right now. Oh, I see what you did there. Right now. Right now. Everything Everything that is happening happening now now is happening now. now. Yep. So we made the Spaceballs reference now. Yep. Okay.
1: It's hard to keep track of this. How do we
0: dress ourselves?
1: I don't know. The shirt I have on right now has cat hair all over it.
0: And it is a cat shirt. And the shirt I have on is about pizza. Give pizza a
1: chance. Give, give pizza a chance. chance, and it's shaped like the peace sign. Yep. I see, see what you yeah? did there. You like that? I do. Uh, I like it.
0: Ah, uh, it has been gotten. That's right. Uh, well, I think uh, I think we've. Uh, put a nice little bow on this yeah assuming that everything goes according to plan here's a quick teaser for our next couple of episodes we're gonna have some special guests on we've been meaning to do this <clears> as a this for episode, a while but the schedule just hasn't worked out so you're gonna to want to check out the next couple of episodes we've got some special guests it's mm-hmm. gonna be a lot of fun and uh and we hope that you enjoy them so sounds uh, good to me yeah so sean thank you thank made you this, made this nice and quick and easy and uh awkward pause goes right there so again don't forget to contact the show podcast at osipfoundation.org facebook.com slash osipfoundation twitter at osipfoundation hashtag how you play the game and uh, until then everybody treat each other with respect how you play the game is a production of the osip foundation incorporated the producer engineer of this episode is sean ryan music by soundspring studio the executive producer of how you play the game is jack furlong for more information, visit osipfoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on how you play the game, please email us at podcast at